Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my winter co-host, Dylan Orr. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. How are you? All right. It is a winter wonderland up here today. What a topical uh, topic to go through. Yeah, it is not a winter wonderland down here. It was like almost 70 down here. Yeah, we got almost seven inches of snow. So. Hmm. Yeah. When I know we've we've done three. This is our third season. That season ep we've done. Yes, we've got one more, which is your season technically. Ah, the spring will spr spring will spring. Ah, damn it! There's no future tense of spring, is there? Uh, spring. spring. <laughs> I don't know. I guess not. No. Maybe there is. I don't know. I'm pretty dumb. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, spring is all about, like, you know, rebirth and, you know, making new relationships and all this stuff. Winter is just, like, it seems like death. It's just, yeah. like, the end of all things. I think of, yeah, isolation and just, yeah, snow blindness and, yeah. Yeah, I I do like I feel like there's fun to be had. Like I think it is like a good coupling season if you're with someone. You know, stay in, watch stuff. Yeah. If you're Fight single, it's not as good. Maybe. No, it's yeah. Let's get through that backlog of TV and video games. Yeah, and... that's a lot of what my list is, has to do with. Uh, I, I don't know. I. I, I winter is technically my month, I guess. That's true, yeah. Born on the solstice of winter, twenty uh, first, which I think, based on my birthday, isn't technically the solstice. It's like because of the year, it was like a leap year, so it's the twentieth. Yeah, year. they. I think they move around depending on yeah. The... Oh, this is a leap year, actually. Now that I think about it. True. Oh yeah. man, yeah, it's twenty twenty. The year of the optometrist. Mm. yes uh yeah um yeah it moves around it is a leap year um but yeah yeah when i think of winter i kind of think of those staying in on snow days usually now that i have my own funds maybe on a snow day i'm like all right i've been waiting to buy a new game or whatever and today's the day because i'll just i'm just gonna sit around all day and need something to do anyway so sure yeah uh, when you were, if you were to watch a movie, what might you watch on a winter's day? Um, well, yeah, I thought of, you know, thinking of isolation and, um, I don't know, just like I said, snow blindness being caught in the storm. Have you ever, um, there was a Liam Neeson movie a couple years the gray? ago. The Grey? The yep, Grey. Yeah, that is actually what I put down. Um, I, I've seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I know he fights like and stuff kind of it's a kind of a huge tease at the end where he's like about to fight a wolf oh, and yeah, really funny. you don't see the outcome at all and it's kind of silly because it's kind of it's like a, a survivalist story which i, I kind of think of winter it's like ah oh, the survival mentality let's brace ourselves and get through this and that's what liam neeson does i for his like job in this movie is to protect a he's they're flying in a plane 
him and some group of people and his job is he's like a mercenary he's supposed to protect them all for some reason he knows a lot about wolves or something <laughs> i don't know why but the you know plane ends up being crashed isolation and you know he has to lead these men who are totally oblivious to wolf culture <laughs> or whatever and you know he keeps teaching about wolf and it's kind of like this pack mentality and you know um he talks about like the outcast there's like typically an outcast wolf um and he kind of he that's who he kind of identifies with so you can kind of see like the pack of the people surviving getting through and then you know slowly they're kind of picked off by these wolves <laughs> it's uh it's an odd movie it's weird it's definitely a liam neeson movie just like um, a old i'm a grumpy old man and i'm grizzled and i can't do an irish accent but i uh, it's uh, weird that it, like in his later years those have been his movies like they're all like you're taken and taken yeah. two and three and you know murder on the orient express and all these weird like actiony movies and like early on it's like schindler's list it's like such a change yeah like, he's the he's nice doing warm and welcoming Qui-Gon Jinn, which I never... Oh, I, I always forget about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I never oh, knew right. it. I never knew it until, I don't know what the hell I saw him in, and I was like, oh, that's Qui-Gon Jinn, like, decades later. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I... Yeah, what else? What did I see? It must have been Taken, I was, and then I was like, someone told me, that's Qui-Gon Jinn. What? Because he, you know, he looks pretty different got the you know, sure. long flowing hair or a lightsaber wound through his abdomen yeah doesn't yeah, have think... a small boy that's kind of weird and <laughs> he's not talking about midichlorians he doesn't have an irish accent does he have an irish accent in uh episode one I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's been a I while. think it's that it's that british accent. <clears throat> I think he has the british accent that I wrongly said that you only have an american or british accent in well are star there wars. any irish like characters in that move in the star wars series i can't irish, think of uh, any no maybe in the cantina in the in, uh, yeah. like the first star wars yeah maybe yeah, like, like bith fortuna or something it's like yeah like oh it's me bith fortuna or um the guys in the in the bar who are like my friend doesn't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> like could been... or something. Yeah, well, there's a guy that um, Obi-Wan just, like, chops his arm off and everyone just, <laughs> like, is like, eh, okay, and goes about their like, business. Oh, that was weird, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they probably, I mean, George Lucas, like we were talking about a past episode, he has uh, famously he did have his stereotypical Watto accent and then the Asian <laughs> characters so maybe he did throw an Irish character in a bar I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him do you think Watto was Asian no Watto is like uh I think he's Jewish yeah yeah but there's uh the weird like lizardy guys who have like big eyes and I think they're in their like trade uh brokers or whatever and I think they're Asian stereotypes hmm because they talk like I'm not going to do an impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> no. Have, have you ever seen um, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, because I Are heard it's a weird ass movie. The movie, the well, it's there's a character that's kind of like famously bad, 
and it's uh, I think it's Mickey Rooney playing an Asian character, oh. and it's like oh, it's like it is over the top and how like offensive it is. Like he is like fake buck teeth. He is like this like kind of bald head with like a top knot. And, like, this is not an impression of Asian people. This is his character. He's like, it's Mr. Like, it's, it's, if it isn't Mrs. Tiffany's. And it's like this, oh, that was a terrible Asian, like, <laughs> weird thing. But it's, it's the worst. Yeah, no, I've never seen that. I've never had the inkling, like, any desire to see it. Um, Did you see uh, In Cold Blood or Capote? No, no. I mean, that book is by Truman Capote, which is oh, weird. That is odd. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I also, um, you ever seen the movie Vertical Limit? Vertical Limit? It's uh, mountain climbing, like transporting nitroglycerin mountain it, climbing. I did think of Cliffhanger when you started talking. Have you oh, ever seen that? no. It's, uh... I, uh, the Sylvester Stallone, um, John Lithgow is the bad guy. <laughs> Whoa, man, definitely. He plays a good bad guy in Dexter. I'd like yeah. to see him as a bad guy. Yeah. And something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vertical. I haven't. I, I think I saw it twice in theaters, which is why it stuck with me, but I haven't seen it since. I was probably in my early teens. I probably thought it was cool then, but uh, all I remember is they're somehow trying to transport nitroglycerin up a mountain or something, and. I remember they get some people get stuck in a cavern and they have to explode a bag of blood to like send out a signal or something. Hmm. And I remember all the trailers had like people this one scene where this guy's like running and he has like the two ice picks and he's running and he like runs off a ledge to try to like <laughs> clip onto the other ledge and just uh, hmm. it's probably a really shitty movie. <laughs> I haven't yeah, I mean, seen when did it, it come out? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think early two thousands. Do you remember Vertical Horizon? Were they? I heard the band. The band. <laughs> yes, yes, yes I do. What, what was it? Were they? They're not two princes, are they? Who are they? I have no idea. What was their hit? Um, was it, I am barely breathing. Was that them? No, oh, I think so. Yeah. I, oh, it's gonna bug me now. I yeah, I don't. I never listened to them. I only know that my friends had a band in high school called Horizontal Gravity, and I was like. You just Boom. ripped off <laughs> Vertical Horizon. That's <laughs> just polar opposite. Uh, everything You Want was their big song. She's Everything You Want. Yeah. Isn't that one? Yeah. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah, kind of like... um. 90s. Yeah. Shit similar rock. to... Yeah, Live or all that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. Live. I do not. Live, you don't like any fuel. of their songs? No. <laughs> no. You don't like, oh, I was going to say Bush. Uh, I like them a little better, but, because um, they're a little harder. But yeah, I've never, I've never liked Live or Fuel, and I know that's like blasphemous being a kid raised on 90s alternative. But... Uh, you know, taste is, you know, is subjective, so it's like whatever. But It's know. in the same vein of the Goo Goo Dolls for me. I, I think like each one i think most of them like they've got a song like a song that i like like i think hemorrhage is a decent song live i like uh uh dolphins cry or i think like basically all their hits i enjoy google dolls i like uh iris and uh that other like sad one that they sing 
<laughs> they Name. all seem sad to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, whenever I hear them, it's just click next radio station. Uh, no, you're not. But to each their own. Uh, I, for me, my thought with winter, it's kind of like, I think because like all the kind of big blockbuster movies all used to kind of come out around Christmas, and it kind of reminds me of that. And I was just like, this seems like a good day for like a Lord of the Rings, like if you're yeah. kind of stuck inside. And we've talked Lord of the Rings to death, and I'm like, but I'm like, it seemed like the right kind of thing to kind of be like, yeah, on this kind of day where you're stuck inside, you could watch, you could watch all of them. It would take probably, you. yeah, <laughs> like. Like the extended cuts, I think it'd be like it would be a, like that's what that's what your day is like. Aren't they like six hours or something each? Probably like three close. hours. Yeah. yeah, I think like by themselves, like the theatrical cuts are three hours. I think Return of the King is three and a half because I remember seeing that three times in theaters, and Ugh. I was like, "Geez, I've seen that like tw- thirteen hours of that movie in the theater." Yeah. And the extended cuts, I bet, are like, you know, five. Yeah, have you seen all the extended cuts? No, I've never seen any of them. I think I might have seen The Fellowship. I think my friends and I in college, it was probably wintertime when we would, like, get out of work at 10 o'clock and we'd usually watch a movie and we were kind of in this mood of doing trilogies and we tried to do Lord of the Rings extended cut trilogy. (laughs) We were just like, oof, it was... Hard, yeah. Like, we went I, from like Back to the Future to Lord of the Rings. I was like, yeah, we didn't take baby steps. Yeah, I like I like those movies. I think they're great, but like that much movie, it's it's a little much. It is, yeah, well, it's a lot. What movie were they just? I just oh, the Irishman. People were complaining about like uh, nothing got cut. It's like a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's on Netflix too, so it's not like. You do have the ability to pause and come back to it. Yeah, it's true. I also wrote down because I'm like, I think there are people that have. I mean, I know that there are people that have problems with like seasonal affective disorder. So I'm like, I want something light in here. So like, I think it's a good time for comedies and stuff to kind of lift your spirits. And I wrote Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can see that. That's a nice, just kind of zone out and enjoy the movie type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I mean, you might, maybe you can watch it on a snow day, and it'll be your day off watching his day. <laughs> that's good, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, I, have you heard the theory that, um, he is, like, schizophrenic, and his friend is actually him, or whatever? Cameron? Yeah. I, I haven't heard that theory. I've heard the theory that uh cameron was planning to go the entire time like he never intended to actually stop him oh yeah which no, is, I've heard... makes sense <laughs> right yeah i've heard some just like crazy weird existential theories about or like the charlie sheen character is actually ferris bueller like really and that's why he's being arrested or like being talked to the principal i don't know that's weird because his sister kind of like is like into him yeah, or it's like all fantasy in his head. Something. I don't know. There's some. There are some like crazy Ferris Bueller fan theories out there. Mm, I've never heard any of them. Uh, just other than the Cameron one. Um, and I know. I think it's. I can't remember the actor's name, but he was in Spin City much later on. 
Actually, two of those guys were. The guy who plays Cameron plays, I think, Alan in Spin City. I don't oh. know if you ever got into it. Uh, I remember it being, being on syndication, but I never... That was one I didn't get into. He's kind Strong. of like the perv guy. Like, he doesn't look the same at all, really. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I've been watching... I feel like with Winter for TV, I was kind of like... Maybe it's, like, a good time for... Because there's so much available to watch something new... And, like, I was also kind of thinking, like, it's a good time to, like, you know, deal with your backlog. And I kind of had yes. that as a recurring thing in all my lists today. I'm like, eh, you know, fill up the stuff that you've, you know, you missed or whatever. Yeah, uh, when we get to the video game, that's definitely, I had, like, a, <laughs> I have a 20-year or whatever backlog <laughs> on mine, like, accomplishment, but I finished on a snow day, but... What did you have? Did you have anything specifically with TV? TV, not so much. Um, I guess something that is on my backlog, but I just kind of thought of Fargo, the TV series, <laughs> which I have never seen, but I would like to see it. And it just reminds me of being out kind of in the middle of nowhere and like nothing town being kind of surrounded by snow. Did you see the movie? No. <laughs> I haven't either. I've, I've seen like first like 20 minutes of it or so but i haven't seen the whole thing yeah i barely know i just know it's good and i know that steve buscemi falls into a wood wood chipper chipper. yeah that's (laughs) the only thing i know learned about on snl i think years ago he like has a bit where he's like i'm falling into a wood chipper yeah i i know it from there's a simpsons episode reference to it and it's some song and like Homer stumbles upon Steve Buscemi, he's like, "Oh, you're the guy who fell into a wood chipper in Fargo," and that's just always stuck with me. <laughs> like, mm. I need to see that. Yeah, and that sounds like such a terrible de- <laughs> death. Yeah, like the worst okay. thing possible. How graphic is it? Should I close my eyes? Yeah, it can't be that bad. Email in. Yeah, it's like eighties. You know, true. Yeah, you know, I, you've probably seen worse stuff in like Saw or whatever. Yeah, if you ever saw those. Oh, saw them one through five i've i've seesaw seesawed yeah uh yeah did you have a tv backlog uh, uh yes. well yes because i i don't watch a lot of regular tv um i have been watching um boruto the <laughs> newest naruto series that's yeah. it's already at like 150 episodes so i'm like a little behind a little yeah i didn't i guess i didn't realize it had been on that long already uh but you know it's part of this huge series it's like you know the first one is you know 200 or something the second one is 500 and this one's already at 150 and i don't know where don't know where the manga is that is at this point uh yeah it, it's just this massive thing and i'm like i'm really starting to notice like they do not care about like ladies on this show which are kind of like especially with the first with the naruto uh like the ladies were such like over like over to the left like it was such a b plot not even for their development they kind of like the main kind of lady sakura does some cool stuff in in the second series and her, I guess it's not much of a spoiler, her kid is a girl, and 
she does a lot of cool stuff in this series. So it seems like they're finally starting to kind of, you know, write the women better. Because <laughs> yeah. they're always just like, eh. Yeah, hopefully in like a currently going show, I guess. I would think. Yeah. Hope. But, I don't know. It's a different climate over there, too, I guess. That's true. Uh, I also wrote down, like, it's a good time for like more comedy i wrote down maybe like some sketch comedy like some uh kids in the hall or uh chappelle show or like key and peel if you're into that kind of stuff yeah i would like to watch uh mr show i think yeah me too i i i know a lot about it or i've heard a lot about it but i never actually watched it yeah i watched one episode and at the time i was kind of like well there's this but i think now kind of knowing a lot of comedians got their start there mm. like that i listen to and watch now i think i'd yeah, probably like, like it if i went back yeah like early paul f tompkins early um scott ackerman i think brian Posehn is in there yeah yeah uh, maybe pat oswalt i know it's obviously bob and david who are also in the ben stiller show together yeah 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 i definitely i need to see some good dave cross because he does a lot of he gets roped into a lot of crappy roles too. I don't yeah. like to see like his own stuff. Have you ever listened to a stand-up? I think I've probably seen a special or two, but mm-hmm. not in a long time. Yeah, shut but up, I you like... fucking baby. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's my favorite character in Arrested Development. And, sure, you know, Tobias like... Fumke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, the other one is uh, "Bigger and Blacker," which is a play on Chris Rock's stand-up called "Bigger and Blacker." No. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So who does that? It's David Cross. David Cross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> you know, that's always there's one special he starts by singing a song in Italian for like a few minutes and it like goes on all along it's one of those kind of bits oh good that's, yeah it's yep, right up my alley yeah he's on like a fake date and they're like hey can you come to my brother's birthday and say hi he's a big fan he's like what and he like goes in and he has to and he just has to perform comedy and that's like how the set starts it's weird <laughs> weird i like a good like a good setup though mm. yeah were you ever a big kids in the hall fan um no no i don't i have i don't think i've ever seen an episode maybe one episode i remember early on when like it was on comedy central i've heard a lot of um interviews with i think scott thompson is the one that does the most interviews and he's kind of i think he's the only gay one in there um but i remember my mom saying a long time ago I was like watching it. She's like, "Oh yeah, they're all Canadian and they're all gay." And I'm like, "Oh, that's weird, mom." I always remembered her saying that. I was like, "Is that true?" That's no, weird. Canadians are just super nice. That doesn't mean they're gay. Yeah, I was like, "That's a weird thing to say about them." <laughs> yeah, I think I get kids in the hall confused with um, the whitest kids you know. Mm. You heard of them? I've heard of them. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's just it's more sketch comedy. Yeah. And also, I mean, I I used to love uh, Who's Line. I mean, I that's not uh, yeah. you know, it's not it's more improv, but you know, you know, with Drew Carey and some of that era with Ryan Stiles, Greg Proops, Colin Mockery, Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady. Speaking of a Chappelle show, 
Was he in Chappelle's show? Uh, I... He was on there for a, a bit. Yeah. He, like, had a gun and stuff, and because Wayne uh, Chappelle called him, like, the white Brian Gumbel or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and now he does, uh, Wayne Brady's doing track phone ads on my Facebook feed. <laughs> uh, my cousin was actually at a, um, an improv show with Wayne Brady, and he was, like, on stage with him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he, like, they were doing improv, and, like, they, when they do the live shows, I guess they can go blue, so it's him, like, you know, oh, say yeah. whatever he wants. Nice. Yeah, I Wayne Brady was probably my, like, favorite Who's liner, and I loved his talk show, but it seemed that all his projects besides Who, Who's Line got, like, a season, and then yeah. kind of fizzled out. Do you remember, didn't he have a show, too, briefly? Like, not he, the talk show? Like, yeah, he Shack had, like, of all a, trades. I remember talking about that ages ago. Yeah, he had some sort of uh, improv show, similar to Who's Line, but mm. kind of his own thing. Wasn't it, like, a sketch show? I think so, yeah. But yeah. It, he had, like, onstage bits, too, in front of, like, a love, live audience. Yeah. Well, off audience. I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember Shaq of All Trades? No. Yeah. It would. It was Shaq, but he was, like, a gumshoe or something. <laughs> like, hey, we're gonna solve some crimes, or whatever Shaq sounds like. Was it Shaq playing it? Or was no, it was him playing Brady Shaq. Because playing... Shaq would probably do that now, well, probably. too. Yeah. 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 He does, like, anything. The silliest stuff. It was on Hot Ones or whatever. Theme song, like, Shack of all trades! <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um, music, I was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel yeah, like all I could think... Stuff. I could just think of, like, piano. <laughs> like, I, just piano music. It's funny you wrote that, because I wrote BGM YouTube channels. The, like, those oh. background music channels. Like Yeah. You know, whatever your preference is, I thought of jazz, because they have a lot of jazz stations on there. Like, Rainy Day Jazz, or yeah, yeah. Morning Jazz, or New York Jazz, or, you know, they've got all the lo-fi, or... Jazz hop. Jazz yeah, hop, hip-hop, lo-fi, yeah. etc. They've got piano. Yeah. Yeah, that that's nice calming stuff. It's like, yeah, I kind of just think of, you know... I go outside and snow below at whatever five in the morning, and it's just it's just dead quiet. And it's just nothing, and you know, I kind of I thought of um, Breath of the Wild has like that incidental music. Really, it doesn't have like a lot of like classic Zelda themes or anything. It's just kind of like kind of the little piano tinkles kick in or whatever. And yeah, I I kind of I like and I miss the old music, but I think it suits it the exploratory kind of being out on your own type thing yeah i do like when you would like go by they'd kind of have it and it would be like uh kind of this background music but it might mix in with like the non-digetic stuff like like Cass, the big bird guy would be playing like yeah like uh malin's song and it would kind of be mixing in with like you know whatever the incidental music and it would kind of flow very well yeah yeah they did yeah, for it's definitely a different direction than you know the classic stuff. Yeah, I I do kind of yeah I do also miss that though because it was such like, I mean all like especially Ocarina of Time like you know Gerudo Valley and it's also my favorite iconic you know and obviously their cool fields and I think um like the in Twilight Princess the kind of cool fields. It's kind of like this kind of over-the-top kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, because that one kind of was a little more large and sprawling. So yeah, kind of build it up. I I also wrote. Oh, we've already kind of talked about it here and there. Uh, stand up. It's a good time for like you know listening to stand up or watching it. I guess if you really want to, but you know it's a lot of it's available on Spotify. I was listening to a little bit earlier. Mm, I should check that out. Cause, yeah, I don't know where to find stand up besides on Netflix, really. Oh, they got a ton on. Uh, ages ago, when I was working overnights at a, a, a Home Depot. I would. I had Spotify, and I was paying for it, and I listened to every Bill Cosby album before oh, he geez. before he fell from grace. It's right? Yeah. Like you know, of not. Course. But I, it's also not that long ago. <laughs> but I listened to every Bill Cosby. I also listened to every Richard Pryor album. They've got a lot of classic comedy on there too. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't listened to a lot of old stuff. Mostly just. Uh... A lot of Dimitri Martin. I think I have some Dimitri Martin DVDs. Yeah. But he's very visual, too, when he does his stand-up, so he probably doesn't have a lot on. Uh, I, I I think I had a copy of like his uh, DVD, and I ported it to a, a, like an MP3 or whatever. So yeah. I think it was called Person. That's one I really liked. Yeah, I, I have that on DVD. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Like, what's your favorite color? person <laughs> yeah he had uh he has a netflix one i can't uh overthinker i think mm. it was that's yeah. a new one right yeah it's funny because like uh, he obviously like when he's on stage too he's like playing his he's not speaking but he plays his like lines in the background so it's like he's his thoughts are being projected out so it's pretty funny that's cool he had one like a few years ago too. It's like mostly live at the El Rey or something like that. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah I like him. I I haven't I've been off stand up for a while. I haven't been good at about you know being up to date on it. I think the last have you ever uh, been to any live stand up? Uh, I've been to two. Yeah. How about you? Uh. Maybe just oh uh, well I I I've been to a lot of comedy open mics but yeah. like famous I think I've only been to one maybe two because my friend knew the comedian really well but I didn't but uh, he's some Who was he it? wasn't I can't remember uh, I was gonna say he's British but no he just had a joke about being British <laughs> he had a joke about British orgasms which is just like this is when a British man <laughs> orgasms. Oh my! Oh, I think <laughs> I've I, heard that. I feel yeah, like I've heard that joke. Is I wish I could remember. Guy, Pete, uh, not Pete, David, uh, something or other. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a gay. I wish I could I remember. But uh, yeah, and uh, I saw Daniel Tosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, uh, oh yeah, I saw Conan too. Oh, which, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of different from stand-up because he had a bunch of, you know, he had his band with him and all that, but it was also different from his talk show. Yeah, which one's the juicy? Uh, the first comedian I ever saw was, I saw them both in Portland. Uh, Bill Cosby was oh, in, in Portland yeah. ages ago. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, the second one was Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, was he? Yeah, I remember him coming to Portland. Yeah. yeah. 
You might have been at that show with my mom. Maybe. She was, well, not with her, but she yeah, was we, there. We went together. You better not have gone to that show with my mom. God damn. Uh, I thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah, I thought it was really bad. Yeah, I, I'm i not super into his stand-up, to be honest. But he, I, I, well, I would say he pioneered it, but did he? It was just in the 90s. There was plenty of stand-up before him. I think he was just the biggest one when we were growing up probably uh, i love the show i thought his stand-up was awful yeah i like the show a lot but i've never gotten into his stand-up oh uh jim david was the guy i'm thinking of that sounds familiar i think it was him yeah yeah he had a comedy center presents a long time ago yeah i know we went for a birthday party for my friend and he just thought it was hilarious and we were we were the youngest people there. It was like his 18th birthday or 17th birthday, and we were the youngest people in the comedy club, and we were sitting at the table, like, right up front, so we got roasted. <laughs> but we loved it. We loved every second of it. Like, all right, we'll take attention. We're a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> Have you ever seen um, Eugene Merman do stand-up? I don't think I've seen him do stand-up. I've seen him do, like, he used to have these just kind of viral video bits he would do, and I thought those were the freaking funniest thing. He'd be like, I'm a punk. I got zippers. <laughs> just, yeah, like, he, is, he is very funny. He's got, you know, like, four albums out. Uh, one of his last albums was, like, I think it's, like, a four-hour album, because oh. it, and it, or something like that, and it has over, it has 100 tracks, and I think the first part of it is the stand-up and the rest is just like nonsense like it's like bits some of them are yes. like, like phone messages um and like one of the parts that he kind of advertises in that like you know sometimes they have the sticker it's like you know 100 percent vinyl eugene merman says whatever and it's yeah. just like here's 40 minutes of me crying <laughs> there's like literally like just a track listing of like here's eugene crying more crying here's some more crying I, I I haven't heard his name in a long time besides Bob's Burgers and I I definitely need to get back into him because yeah. I really like there wasn't a lot back when I was watching the videos and I bet there's plenty more now uh, at least it's more accessible Nick Thune I really like too he kind of has that thing where he does jokes but he also kind of has he has a guitar and he like has some musical accompaniment how nice I love some music yeah comedy music Garfunkel oats into that. No, I've only heard you say it. I don't think I've actually seen anything from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, One of them is in a movie with uh, Audrey Aubrey Plaza. It's about them being like nuns. Oh yeah, we talked about yeah <clears throat> Aubrey Plaza as a nun before. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Books. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I had, um, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it is the thing. Uh, but I, I wrote down short story similar to The Grey. Because <laughs> I thought when The Grey came out, I thought it was based on this. But it was a, I had to read it in middle school. And it was some, like, uh, winter survivalist story about some guy just being cold and trying to survive I, I, in the winter. I think I know what you're talking about. It's a guy who's going somewhere and he kind of just gets caught at a bad time and he dies, basically. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird... Yeah. I know that story. I read it 
in like early and later in college yeah okay i'm not yeah but i couldn't like i didn't know what to google i kept going like winter survivalist short story and stuff like that and it would just bring up buzzfeed articles of like oh you won't believe how these people survived being stuck in the snow and like stuff like that oh this guy ate 30 hot sauce packets from taco bell while he was stuck in his car for 24 hours and i couldn't find i can't find the title or the author of this damn story but it was a pretty, I just remember it being a grueling story. I remember us talking about, we had to like discuss it in middle school and we all hate it. We're like, it's boring. This guy just keeps saying he's cold for the entire story and then he dies and maybe he eats his dog. Maybe I'm trying to make excite that, but uh, I can't remember. Is it called To Build a Fire? I think that's it. That sounds By familiar. Jack yeah. London. Okay, at least we can give him credit then. Yes, that uh, sounds... Yeah, it's a, yeah, because he keeps trying to build a fire and keeps talking about, like, his fingers are numb, his, blah, 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 his toes are getting numb, and yeah, that's he's so under hard. a tree. Okay, yep, to build a fire. There we go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. You, what did you Google? How did you find that? How did I find that? I Googled uh, winter short stories for middle school. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I googled literature, winter survival, blah blah blah. And I kept getting like the Hunger Games, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Like, no. Yeah, I remember that story. I I also thought it was a miserable story, <laughs> and I didn't like it. I remember our teacher in uh, our professor in college was like, I think I was the only one who had read it before. He's like, Oh, did you like it? I'm like in middle school. I'm like, No. It's depressing <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh did you like it this time i'm like no it's still a bummer <laughs> like he dies and he's like he's going to like a party or something like that i yeah. think that's what it said in the book probably yeah mm. and like i remember reading the lottery and that being a bummer uh, what's that one about that's about like people getting like they get a lottery and if they they get killed if they get the like the long thing like they get it's a woman. It's a short story. And it's a woman like getting like pelted with rocks when she starts when she pulls like the long straw. Remember that? Mm. You read it in like uh, middle school or high school. Yeah, I probably did, but I watched and read so much dystopian stuff now that it all yeah. just melts together in misery. What about the uh, the yellow wallpaper? Uh, that one I don't remember that one. That it one was ring a bell. Just kind of it sounds very normal, but it's a about a woman in like an insane asylum, and it's like talking about how the walls are like moving and like all this kind of weird stuff. That does sound familiar, but again, I love my schizophrenic storyline, so mm. maybe I'm getting it confused. Yeah, yeah, it's just a classic short story that we had to read back when. Yeah, yeah. Why give us such depressing stuff in our formative years? <laughs> We're already brooding teenagers. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I've mentioned this. My college professor for that class, um, he was like a like a B list Stephen King. Like he's written over like a hundred novels. Oh wow! Yeah, and he was like a science fiction writer from Maine that like I had never heard of, but he, you know, he's written a ton of stuff. I think he has since passed, but he was a really cool guy. I liked him a lot. Yeah, I would have liked that. That's yeah. cool. I don't think the only professor I had who was published, I think. Well, no, because I remember my my communications professor, we used his textbook in class. Like, yeah, but he was also pretty cool about, he's like, 
don't buy from the bookstore. The bookstores, the college bookstore sucks. And like, so he was like, I like, I understand why he taught from it. He wasn't out. Well, maybe he was out for the profit because he was like, the bookstore doesn't use, give its money. You barely get any money back to the authors or whatever. But, um, he was actually a cool professor. I didn't mind him. But, uh, uh, the, uh, my media, I had him for war film. I had him for road film. Uh, Dr. Pearson. He had a oh, book yeah. about Breaking Bad yeah. that got some acclaim, like <laughs> examining Breaking Bad and like the socioeconomic culture in Albuquerque, which I never got to reading it. I asked for it for Christmas, but <laughs> didn't end up getting it. Yeah. My teacher's name was Rick. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm going to try. Hatala. Uh, he's written over 90 books, passed away wow. in 2013, oh, wow. uh, born in Rockport, Maine, he died in Westbrook, Maine. He's a cool oh, guy, man. I liked him a lot. Um, his son was also in a band, have you ever heard of Satellite Lot? No. Okay. Just the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah I remember our, our screenwriting pro- professor or he was he was not a professor he was an adjunct faculty member he made sure that we didn't call him professor but uh he wrote screenwrite plays but none of them ever got very far because that's yeah that's the nature of that yeah i mean books are i don't want to say easier but i mean it's a different route you can self-publish if you really exactly yeah yeah uh yeah i I, I wrote down two things. One, I just wrote down back catalog. Um, <laughs> I I use Comixology, which I think I've talked about, oh, which yeah. is like a comic, you know, you can subscribe and you can buy individual comics. And I've got like, you know, ten things on there that I haven't read that I purchased over time. Um, I also wrote down one of the ones I have on there called Descender, which is uh, by, I think it's Jeff Lemire, who wrote Sweet Tooth, which I've talked about. Um, yes. Descender is a post-apocalyptic uh, science fiction thing in the future. Uh, it has similarities to the movie we do later. Uh, Ooh, okay. A little bit. Um, it is about a bunch of robots um, and them kind of being used. It you know it isn't about I guess AI as much as robots um, and them kind of. You know, having certain tasks and being task oriented, and but also being somewhat sentient and having their own thoughts and feelings, more or less. Oh, and that's right up my alley. It's about a boy who kind of is Descender. like this, uh, you know, har- harbinger of um, this robot revolution to come. But he was raised with a human family, and he has like this connection with this human boy that's you know, had a crap life and he's become a robot hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, some weird stuff in there. It's good. Yeah. All weird stuff I like, though. Yeah. That, I like his down. stuff. He's a very good author. You'd, like, you'd probably like Sweet Tooth, too. That's a dystopian, you know, animal-human hybrid stuff going on. Nice. Chim- chimeras. Yeah. Nice. Chunk. Uh, video games yeah it's 
It's the back catalog. Well, yeah, I I just remember one specific snow day. Like, Sonic 2 was the first Sonic game I ever played. It was my favorite for a long time. And although I never freaking beat the game until... I don't know, I've been playing it since, what, second grade? So I was probably like seven or eight. I don't think I beat it. Because that one, no save states, nothing like that. Um, but I don't think I beat it properly until I was 20-ish on a snow day, like from college. Just banging it. Because, I mean, you know, like I said, no save states. So you have to sit there and play it for however many hours it takes you to beat the game. Uh, it's not like a Mario where there's, unless, no, I wouldn't know. There's no, like, secret world or whatever, or secret pipes to advance you super quickly. It's just, you know, take it level by level, and I remember me and my sister just sat down and we're like, alright, we're gonna beat this, and we beat it one snow day. It was, it was a, an accomplishment that I've been after for years. Was it before or after my tattoo? I don't remember. Uh, it was probably before. Which one did you get first? Shadow, I'm guessing. No, Sonic. But okay. I got them within like a week of each other. So sure, sure. Uh, a duality. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I remember that game is like at the end the bosses, classic Sonics. Like they don't give you any rings in the last levels. Like it is one hit, you are dead. Oh. And there's like um, you battle like proto. Uh, metal sonic it's like a silver sonic in one of the he's one of the final bosses and he follows he's the same pattern every time so it's all about like pattern memorization <laughs> my sister would like memorize the pattern and, and she'd sit there and tell me what he's gonna do and i would like hit him and the, oh it took forever but I, I can't remember the actual final boss of that game i mean it's obviously robotic but i can't remember what he's in exactly is it like a multi-form thing where you have to fight him a couple times probably oh yeah i remember now he's in his big mech it's just a giant big mech yeah and it kind of has like claw claws that shoot out at you yeah (laughs) yeah who'd have thunk it was yeah oh i but yeah i remember the relief i think that's the only well i've probably beaten it since they've allowed you to do save states in the later versions I mean, you could always get an emulator, too. and I mean, there's have save states, but it's yeah. a different kind, I guess. Yeah, but that's not... I mean, I I felt like I had to beat it, and it's I, I beat it, like, on my old Genesis. It was, like, the 12 years old at that point. Mm. I'm pretty sure it still works, but, yeah. They built them, they built them strong back then. Mm. And I hear on... Uh... <laughs> The new How Did This Get Played, the next game is going to be Shadow oh, the Hedgehog. <laughs> Shadow, I'm so excited because I knew that game, I know that game sucks and I knew it sucked when I got it, but it is it is such a weird Sonic game. There's plenty of weird Sonic games, but that is like, you are Shadow, you guns. can ride a motorcycle, you have guns, and you are also fighting aliens. <laughs> like, yeah. Which, I mean, that I guess they do get weirder after that even, but when you get into the time travel stuff <laughs> but that is yeah it's shadow i mean he was such a mystery when he was introduced in sonic adventure 2 oh where did he come from this brooding sonic oh i identify him it's like the wolverine of it is like yeah shadow the hedgehog was like the x-men wolverine origins just like batshit insane yeah
I think I said this. I was always a big Knuckles fan, and I know Knuckles like like he was kind of an anti-hero type character, True, and then he yeah. just like became a good guy. But I was like, I don't know. It, it was like, oh, you threw off the Knuckles like you know vibe with this other Sonic, you know, this other weird, you know, cool bad guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. You just sharpen that edge. It gets edgier and edgier, and then yeah, they keep making like edgier anti-heroes. There's like a Silver. new. Yeah, silver, and then there's like uh, there's one called Infinite now, which is, <laughs> and there's always like whenever you fight them, there's like this like techno, like industrial music. Yeah, exactly, that's what it is. And my kids play it, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna cut myself. This is so edgy. <laughs> what is that from? Is that from a new game or something? Or uh, yeah, Sonic Forces. It is like the oh, edgiest okay. Sonic game. I think I posted a picture once where, like, there's, like, a quote from Infinite. Knuckles. It's like, uh, Knuckles has a quote, which is like, it's war. It's never fun. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I, I think you've mentioned the, I remember the comics, like, a little bit. And, like, if you read about, like, Knuckles' backstory, he's, like, a super interesting, like, backstory. Like, you know, his family of, like, guardians of the, like, the Emerald and all this weird stuff. And, like, how people in their clan are kind of, like, promised to each other. It's kind of yeah. like, a weird thing. Yeah, he's got this crazy, like, lineage protector yeah. of the Master Emeralds. His father he's was always like, got rap music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Knuckles, yeah. I mean, when Knuckles was introduced, too, it was always, it was like, oh, you got a whole different style of play with him. The gliding. Same levels, but yeah, the gliding, you could punch through walls and stuff, yeah. Climbing, oh, man. Yeah, I hated his remodel. I thought it was so fucking stupid when they did it, and then I think one of the newer games where he's like super big oh yeah yeah in the the boom series yeah he's big and he's dumb they made him dumb which kind of sucks yeah me too yeah i hated that they made him dumb because he's like you said he's got a good like like nice like deep backstory about like loyalty and stuff and then they just made him this big stupid hunking hulk guy yeah I said hunking. He's not handsome. Yeah. Hulking. I think That's he's handsome. Well, in his normal form, <laughs> he's handsome. Yeah, those dreads. Oh, illustrious. Is that what they're supposed to be? Ish? I think so. Yeah. He's like a Rastafarian. Yeah, I mean, it's like an island character, I guess. Yeah. Is he supposed to be black? Is that a thing? Is that... You know, I... <laughs> I could see how he, like they would insinuate that. Yeah, especially like... You know, the music they play with him is kind of more associated with that, that subgenre. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we mentioned Doug and Skeeter being, like, canonically <laughs> yeah. black. Like, they, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, because he's, like, a sneakerhead and he loves to dance <laughs> and all this weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did you have a game that you banged out one day or um i kind of wrote down it because you might be stuck inside it seems like either a good time for a like a good narrative game or like that was that? <laughs> that's my smoke alarm going off <laughs> uh or like a, i've been playing um final fantasy 10 lately oh yeah and i'm on like the last area but my characters are too weak so i can't beat it yet <laughs> 
Oh, you got a level? Yeah. Can you go back and level? or? Yeah, I've gotten to the point where it, it is finally at the very last area. It becomes free roam, so you can kind of go back okay. and do other stuff. But it's it's very... I don't know. The way in which you do it in this game is a pain in the ass. Really? Yeah. Um, I also wrote down... Uh, I don't know if you ever played any of them. The Sherlock Holmes games? No, no. Have you ever seen them? No. They're kind I know of... Sherlock Holmes is like out of copyright, so pretty much anyone can do it. Yeah, and I think yeah. they've had like two or three games, um, and it's kind of like a third person thing where, you know, you're, you find out like a thing happened, usually like a murder, or sometimes that something's gone missing. You go, you talk to witnesses, you find clues, and... Um, you essentially, it kind of gives you that mind palace thing as a kind of, like, thing in the game where you can kind of, like, analyze all the stuff. Like, this guy said this happened, this lady said this happened, these are the clues you have. And it never steers you towards the right answer. You have to kind of, like, come up with it with your own skill or oh. look it up by cheating. <laughs> yeah, did you do it that way? Um, no, I kind of just gave up because <laughs> I didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah, oh, that's nothing, yeah. But, uh, I don't Are there know. Are consequences to getting it wrong? Uh, yeah. Just, you, oh. Yeah, I know in some of you them... You put like, the wrong person in jail? Yeah, you know? pretty much. Um, yeah, I think one of them, uh, a guy gets shot. Uh, I know that's, like, you know, one of the consequences oh, of it. Oh, huh, okay, cool. Yeah. In, the, I think, the sequel I saw gameplay of, like, you have to do this weird, like, stealth mission where you play as, like, an urchin... And you have to do this weird thing where you, like, shine a guy's shoes so you're not noticed. You have to, like, clean a guy's chimney. And it, it's very strange. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I also was watching a gameplay of Tangle Tower, which, uh, it's this kind of, like, it's kind of like a point-and-click, an old point-and-click type adventure about a, uh, you know, another murder that's happened and all these kind of, like, there are like three different families living in this one kind of weird tower that's kind of like separated into big parts and all the people are very like you know off-putting and weird and they won't tell you everything and you know you're finding clues and doing puzzles it's kind of cool neat yeah yeah i've never gotten into like mystery games or like yeah like that i guess um like a puzzle there game. is one yeah there's one that i want to check out though like uh return of the obra din mm. have you heard of that already beat it man oh man yeah i've heard it's great it and it's like yeah just the style of it is just kind of different from anything else yep. i did cheat I... in that because <laughs> uh it is you really have to be paying attention to everything like yeah and if like i got maybe like a third of everything done and like oh, everything wow. else maybe like closer to half than that but it's tough like in like there are things that are so easy to overlook yeah i haven't even seen pictures or screenshots or gameplay of it at all i've just heard several different people talk about it and each time I'm like i i gotta check that out if you were to say see a preliminary thing it does kind of give some stuff away but it's early so it's probably stuff you could figure out 
uh, Eurogamer has a very good playthrough of like maybe like a first hour, but they only get like three names. It's you're uncovering all this stuff that happened on a you're like an insurance adjuster. It's a weird yeah. kind of setup, uh, and you're kind of finding out what happened to all the people on this boat and finding out like their fates, if they're alive or dead, and how they died or you know what happened to them. Neat, yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's got yeah, a really sure. interesting style too. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Every time I've hear or I watched a, there was a Black Mirror episode about an insurance adjuster who's like slowly uncovering a murder. <laughs> like, man, insurance adjusters, I don't want to take that job. You can just get into hot water somehow or <laughs> uncover this crazy stuff. Yeah, like I think in the second uh, part of that game, you're like, oh, I did not see this coming. Like. It, you're like oh you're like oh i just thought there's like a mutiny no it, not just that it is nice. way more than that happened cool i gotta see i gotta check it out yeah. then yeah uh yeah that's all i had all right well then i guess we can start unjading uh well yeah 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 or you got anything else? No, I was just kind of thinking. I don't know. I don't know where it's thinking of. I was like, oh, Anna. <laughs> no, it's not Anna. Maybe it's Hanjay Jeff. Okay. Yes, we watched Her with Joaquin Phoenix, a 2014 movie by Spike yeah. Jones. Yes. Well, I always get directs... confused with Spike Lee. Yeah, the black director who directs a lot, yeah. of, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, this guy directs very mostly, different. Uh, Music videos I saw when I looked at his IMDb. <laughs> and Jackass movies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He had like two movies that I'd heard of, like, you know, Where the Wild Things Are and um Yeah. There was one other one that he did that I that I can't remember already. Uh, I might have it up still. Let's see. So, yeah. Yeah, I always get him confused with Spike Lee and then it's just like, no, he's he's definitely like polar opposite. Mm. Oh, being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. favorite actors in that. Yes. Oh, and my favorite actors in this, too. I do not like Joaquin Phoenix at all. Did you but... like him in this movie? <sighs> yes. <laughs> I think I'm just slighted by him because of that freaking the, the whole stunt thing. he pulled. Yeah, yeah and then his, his mockumentary thing. Yeah. And when, after his mockumentary, he's like, oh, why would anyone believe that, like... A 35 year old man will retire from acting it's like because you acted like a maniac for three years and you're wondering why people think you're an asshole because you acted like an asshole for years no, I, like... I totally get it uh i i, I mean... it did take me a while in this movie i was like is that chris pratt oh it is chris pratt <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, this was even before guardians i think so it's still not super breakout role yet was this Just before people. parks I think it was coinciding with oh, Parks, okay. so yeah, it was kind of Parks, and then I think this was kind of his next big thing. It is, it is weird that it. I think it called referred to it in the notes as like near future, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, kind of a not so distant future, yeah. like X Men, if you can believe it. Mm. <laughs> that is how the first X Men starts. Yeah, in the not so distant future. Uh, first one starts in the past, my friend. At a Holocaust camp. Oh yeah, that is true. Yes. I always forget that scene. That's like an intense scene. Yeah, it it's is. It's really cool. Yeah. 
he is a really nice apartment for a letter writer. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I I don't know. I mean, are people maybe I can't like, really tell just... what work is like in this world. Yeah, it seems that people may be just so disconnected that maybe letter writing between people, his job is to write letters between people because I guess they're too lazy to do it themselves or whatever. But maybe, yeah, people are just so disconnected in this not-so-distant future that, you know, they pay letter writers a lot of money hmm. to keep their relationships going. Oh, they gotta have a death stranding go on, go happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we all have to connect or whatever it is. Uh... Yeah, I, when he started, when he said like, "Hey, play a melancholy song," I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, "When he said that, I was like, oh, damn it, that's me.'" <laughs> I'm like, "That is something I would do," but I, 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 the idea of him just being like, "Play it," and then it was that song about like, "Oh, you're gonna die" or whatever. Like, started playing. Yeah. Uh, why do people wear such high pants in this future? That was my question. Did you notice that? I didn't notice. I was. You know, there are points where I'm like, man, he is terrible at dressing himself. Like, he picks, like, the most unflattering stuff. And then in other spots, I'm like, oh, he's kind of snazzy in this one. Like, it really varied. Definitely, I get that. Uh, I mean, the mustache was kind of off-putting the whole time. Like, I think that's part of it. Like, (laughs) Yes, yeah, I mean, uh, I forgot who told... The lady called creepy. (laughs) Yeah, which I was kind of like, hey... Maybe he is a creep, but I don't think he was a creep on this date. So I don't think you can call him that. Like, he's just kind of a dick at the end where he can't commit when uh, she asks if she can see him again. But I don't think that's creepy. I think it's just a dick. Yeah. He did say something weird during their, like, talking, though. He said something weird like, oh, you smell like a baby or something weird. <laughs> I remember yeah. him saying something, like, off-putting. And I, it was kind of like subtle but it was like i caught it and i can't remember what it was yeah but she seemed into it it was uh it was olivia wilde right i think so yeah yeah who's very attractive lady they were i would love to be on that date with her like yeah even for a weirdo like joaquin phoenix they seem to be hitting it off quite well until he couldn't commit at the end i don't i kind of disagreed i was really into rooney really? mara which i didn't realize uh-huh. that was her but... wait who the, his oh, ex-wife is Rooney Mara. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that either. No. Yeah, no. I'm more of an Olivia Wilde. The big eyes, I think, Yeah, got me. I I really liked, I think I wrote this down like later, I really like the flashback cinematography. There's something me about too. that I really like. Um, it's just kind of like, there's this kind of like softness about it that I kind of really enjoy. Even though when they're kind of like, you know, clearly at tense times and moments but there's this kind of like they do it in some movies where they kind of do this like you know delusional kind of scene or you know flashbacks or whatever um like i i kind of thought of i don't know if you ever saw the original punisher Mm, no i saw the second one yeah towards the end he's about to kill himself and he kind of has this little kind of like flash in his mind of his like wife kind of like pressing herself against the window kind of like watching him and her just kind of like being generally distraught hmm, and it's yeah. this kind of like very weird soft moment but i yeah. i really liked it there's something about it but i'm just like yeah it's good yeah i thought the flashbacks worked in this one because they're like kind of short sporadic flickers kind of yeah. and like 
when he would be reminded and just kind of okay yeah like i i've had that before just kind of like you kind of wince for a second like oh why did i do that or whatever and just kind of pops in your head can't get it out of there why 10 years ago did i not dance with that girl i'm still thinking about it the vr video game Oh yeah, I was wondering what he was doing at first because he's like, like streaming. Like, yeah, waving his fingers like yeah. that. But I guess uh, that little boy in the video game the who director. calls him a fucker and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. was Spike Spike Jones. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, fuckface. Yeah, <laughs> very vulgar. Yeah, very vocal. And then he's like later commenting about his like sex life. It's like, who's that? I'll fuck her good, you pussy. Yeah, that was so weird when they were all kind of like uh, the OS or Samantha. That was her name, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Um, yeah, I couldn't. Re- I didn't realize they could all talk to each other, and they all were. Yeah. I was trying to think of the cyber cybering he does early <laughs> yes. on. Choke me with a dead cat. Yeah, did you know that's a uh, Kristen Wiig who was? The yeah, voice of that? I-, I found that out later. Yes, that was uh, so odd. So, like, yeah, uh, yeah, very much like Tinder. Very much, um, yeah, he's just kind of looking for any connection, which I I understand. And he's just kind of grasping at straws at what he can get. And then takes this weird turn where, you know, they're having cyber sex talking. (laughs) Oh, grab the dead cat next to us and choke me with him. What? It's like that assumes that I have a dead cat near me and (laughs) that also you're into me choking you with it. And then you're, yeah, it's just, you're so deep in it already. Where do do I go from? (laughs) Like, how do I get out of here? (laughs) And then he lies at the end. He's like, yeah, I came real hard too. (laughs) Well, I guess he's not that creepy at least, right? Yeah. Uh, he gets the OS, the OS one, uh, and it asks, he asks him what, two questions, two, three questions. Like, are you lonely or something? He's like, oh, yeah. and he gets this in-depth answer and it's like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, cuts him <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. He just like, yeah, it's asking like these yes or no questions and he's kind of, kind of trying, kind of seems like it's sensing his voice tone and hesitation and stuff and kind of picking up on personality through that rather than just his actual answers mm. yeah but yeah he's calibrating his his samantha scarlett johansson who i can't decide if i think she has a sexy voice or not because sometimes i love it and sometimes like ah, oh, she sounds like she just smoked a pack of cigarettes <laughs> yeah i don't Some know is that that i don't think she really put any affectation to it like i don't think she was like you know i think that is just how her voice sounds technically yeah no um, i agree yeah yeah i i don't know i wasn't i was fine with it but i didn't really i don't know it wasn't i didn't really find it sexy i guess mm-hmm. i think she's yeah. a pretty lady and i think you know it's it's like i kind of expected her to have like some type of physical form i guess or at least um like on the computer or something because i think that was like in the ad or something for the for the movie ages ago like it had her picture like on the computer or something oh hmm. yeah i don't remember uh, yeah i figured kind of they would work toward building a body or something but i guess not yeah which is weird um you probably haven't seen she's the main character in a movie called lucy which is kind of the opposite where she is a human who 
ends up turning into a supercomputer at the end. It's weird. It's a bad movie. <laughs> it's one of those premises where you only use 10% of your brain. Yeah. What if you could use all 100? Well, guess what? That's all bullshit. Anyway, that's not true. Like, yeah. use more than 10% of your brain. Yeah, I think it's you use 20, but the rest isn't like, the rest is working. Like, it's not doing nothing. Yeah, it's not all firing at the same time yeah. and like all. Yeah, different parts work at different times. Yeah. Um, it, his friend's documentary was really weird. Like, it was kind of like weird, weird and off-putting, and like it's meant to look that way. But she's like, "No, it's supposed to be about sleep." I'm like, "Odd. I didn't like it." Yeah, it's a very, I don't know, kind of graspy like, college thesis, yeah, artsy type thing. It's like very voyeuristic. Also, Yes, and also Amy Adams as a blonde. I don't think I've ever seen that ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did like that. She, they were just kind of like you know friends. Like there was no kind of like sexual stuff between them. Yeah, I guess there's a line about them dating yeah. in college. I didn't pick up on it. I just read it after. Yeah, so. it, yeah. I think they they mention it. And he's like, yeah, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Or good for but us. Yeah, they, they stay affectionate still. Yeah. But they do seem to have some type of connection towards the end, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Implied. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, I think uh, I got that same impression, too, yeah. towards the end. That maybe something will. Uh, it's, you know, it's him dealing with divorce stuff and then that bad date. Uh, I wrote down AI consciousness desire and her, like, wanting things and, like, it's built off like you know kind of all these kind of hive mind of people kind of putting in all this research and you know data and creating kind of this thing um and i wrote down samantha's problems are more severe than theodore's yeah i think i agree there's one line really caught me where she, at some point she says i don't like who i'm becoming or who i am yeah. which was I found very interesting because I couldn't. It was hard for me to differentiate. At first, I kind of thought, okay, she's his OS. She is just saying what he wants her to say. Mm -hmm. She's react. She's reactionary to him. That's kind of what I was basing it off of. But then she begins to transcend at the end, not just learning from him, obviously, which right. we kind of learn towards the end too. Uh, uh, yeah, I wrote down AI evolved into more complex thing. Um, I think it's after they have sex it does that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because yeah, they both kind of get some experience out of that. Yeah. It seems. Uh, I wrote down battery life of ear thing because it like always <laughs> seems to be on and never charging or anything. That's true, yeah. My Bluetooth only lasts like seven hours, yeah. my headset. So. Um, <laughs> it's way bigger than those, that earbud. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down divorce meeting. It uh, started off easy enough, then it probably ended up like like why it ended. Yeah. I mean, that's whatever. It's always going to end like that. Man, I don't know. Never. There's a reason it didn't work out. Uh, I can't even remember Joaquin Phoenix's character's name Theodore. Um, Theodore, yes. Theodore Twombly. The reason it didn't work, Theodore. Don't try to salvage it. I mean... You guys aren't getting along. Yeah, I, I... I couldn't really tell... I mean, obviously it goes both ways, but I was trying to figure out, like, 
what their real issue is and it you know it it does seem like he's kind of keeping her at arm's length maybe maybe that's the issue but i i, I can't really tell yeah i really um thought of like uh experiencing society from a voyeuristic point of view and relationships from a voyeuristic kind of point of view he seems to do that a lot with samantha just kind of going around people watching Mm -hmm. there's a point where they're kind of trying to guess about like this family at a table like oh he i think he's the stepdad because see how proper he is so they're rather than first person hands-on having relationships they're both experiencing it from uh, arm's length yeah Uh, and then you can't always get those feelings from that which she attempts to by getting that surrogate lady yeah that's the thing i wrote down and i'm like uh, immediately i was like he's right this isn't a good idea yes no exactly like i know it's something that she wanted but i'm like i feel like with that type of thing even like stuff like that happens in real life where people need surrogates i'm like you can develop a bond with the surrogate like accidentally like that just happens Um, yeah it's kind of like this it's it's meant to be projection yeah and it's it's meant to be a way to connect but also it's kind of a barrier to him because he's like this this isn't you she Samantha's like, no, it is me, but he knows, like, yeah. nope, I'm looking at someone different. This is... And when stuff like that, or anything like polyamory or things like that, bringing someone else into your relationship, it only works if everyone's on board, yeah. and he's obviously not from the start. Yeah. Uh, they have the big kind of fight. They have that really blase uh, owl catching him behind him in the in the background did you notice that where he's kind of sitting alone after they have a big fight and there's like a an owl that like it's like a it's like a movie of an owl catching a mouse but he's like sitting kind of in front of it so it looks like it's catching him it's really stupid no i missed that yeah Hmm. uh yeah he i wrote down the mittens of keeping people at arm's length and denial of issues and then i think he talks to chris pratt about going on a double a double date or they uh, they do go on the double date i guess yeah and i liked how he's kind of very he thinks they're going to be judgmental about it he's like well it's an os and they're just like yeah okay bring her along (laughs) it's interesting how society like because the os is new to everyone and it's interesting how society just quickly like even amy adams's character was like oh yeah uh, i'm talking to an os too it wasn't mine and blah blah blah. just everyone kind of latches on so quick Uh, rooney mara was not on board no she wasn't (laughs) which i get you know it is like oh i'm being replaced by this fake thing and it's like it i know it's a thing where it's like oh you i don't know it feels like a thing where it's like oh you have to you know, bond with this thing that might be artificial as opposed to a real person. Yeah, yeah, she thinks he's kind of... He can't handle human emotion, mm. but Wendell, does she know? Maybe Samantha has emotion. Yeah. Uh, they have the new AI, the philosopher, that they've kind of created this weird hive mind all of a sudden. 
Yeah, and they like kind of bring yeah that philosopher back from the dead by like porting all his works into an AI or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll happen sometime soon. Uh, a while back, I was reading a thing about how two people that were programmers had created AI that were able to communicate with each other, and they started writing in a code that neither of the programs under programmers oh, understood, geez. and they just destroyed it because it it scared them like it yeah yeah. i just got terrified hearing about that yeah it started communicating in this way that they didn't get and they're like destroyed it like almost immediately because it yeah it was frightening for them yeah yeah i've heard that you know we don't need to be afraid of ai because it's developed by humans and there will always be a kill switch and blah blah but still i don't know maybe i mean they might be able to program out the kill switch immediately (sighs) you know the game watchdogs um, yeah. A while back, uh, uh, Conan did it on Clueless Gamer, and he had an IT guy come on and be like, "Well, Watch Dogs is based on ev- basically everything using one system." Um, and he's like, hey, yeah. "Why is this bad?" He's like, "Because this game, like one person can get in and ruin everything, <laughs> and like steal yeah. money and do whatever." So, like, if we created AI that could do this stuff, what happens if a virus gets in there? You know yeah. what I mean? Like. You don't know. Things running off, yeah, identical servers or whatever, yeah. Scary technology. Uh, uh, yeah, the oh, Samantha calls him late at night and is like, I, I, and has this like kind of like message for him, and she's like, that's it. And he's like, all right, whatever. I'm like, what? Like that? It was not good. <laughs> like my first thought yeah. was like, that is something you need to respond to. You can't just be like, okay, deal with it later. Yeah, she's just like, the desperation she has. Like, I just need to hear your voice. You gotta tell it. She, it's not so reactionary anymore. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yeah. Whatever. She has needs and desires. Whatever. Uh, he gets up and the OS isn't working, and I imagine that would be scary for him, who you know developed this bond, and now it's just like it's not working. And I, you know, it's something that you would kind of expect from this type of thing, where it is, you know based on power and energy and all this stuff, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I definitely, I, I sympathized with his, his franticness. Yeah, definitely. Like losing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. My phone stops working. I, it's not terrible. It's not the end of the world, but it's, I also don't talk to it. It, it kind of felt like, uh, I, I lost track of my child. Yeah, Where is it? Where is it? I, like, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, Samantha admits she's used by multiple people and is in love with many of them. What is it? 619 she also loves as much as him. Or she's like, she says later that she loves him the most, I guess. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it kind of, um, she says, I'm yours, but I'm not yours. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand. I'm yours and I'm not yours, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Kind of, you know, I'll always be there for you, but you do not own me. It made me, I had an experience in a long-term relationship where at the end, I, it was not true, but I heard that, well, maybe I want to be polyamorous and that I can't get all my love from one person. It was just kind of like, yeah, I understand that, but that's, that's not what I signed up for in the beginning. Like, yeah. Uh, that he has his, I think the book is that of letters is uh, delivered to him. Uh, he has this weird winter woods dream 
like earlier on he sees like this chopped down stump later he sees like a full tree and he kind of has this weird i thought it was maybe a dream or some type of weird delusion it's when she's kind of saying goodbye to him yeah and yeah i didn't know what was going on (laughs) she he kind of goes into the woods in his mind and there's snow and uh he like embraces a woman or something and you kind of oh, just right, see right, arms, right. Yeah. I guess, but that's about it. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of the closest you get to does she really exist? Yeah. Like, yeah, not physically. Uh, but yeah, then they they kind of transcend after that. Yeah, or... I just wrote OS's leave. Yeah, which I don't know. What were they doing? Did they go to heaven? Was that or OS heaven? Did I they? Mean, I think uh, that they. Like, I don't know. I think that they became like a weird, like a hive mind type thing where they're trying yeah. to essentially kind of put together information about what they, you know, what their purpose is or whatever. At least that's what I kind of thought. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of, yeah, I kind of got from it. They went to a plane where only they could exist with each other and maybe fulfill what they truly needed yeah. from each other. Uh, he writes a letter with a different OS type thing to um, for an attempt at reconciliation ish not really I just wrote down right. Amy because that's like the last scene yeah yeah the first letter he actually writes on his own behalf yeah like to someone so, yeah now he's moved he kind of is reaching out sort of but he's reaching out to someone who he already knows. Yeah, but yeah, it's. Uh, I it, this is the first time you've seen it too. Yeah, yep. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was a little long. Um, yeah. And I was kind of like, I had no idea where it was going though, so I was like, "What? How can this end?" <laughs> like, I, yeah, me too. Um, I thought it would kind of be happier. Maybe, maybe they would. Samantha and him would find a way to be together, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, kind of it was ending a little bit. Yeah, it was kind. Of, it was yeah. It was kind of a downer at the end. Um, but that's uh, life sometimes, though, I guess. Right? Yeah, it was. I thought it was long too, but I also like. I usually end up watching things in two parts, but um, just because of limited time, I ended up like watching it all throughout, like staying up late, being like, all right. Uh, this isn't the time to pause it. Nope, I want to see what's going to happen next. What's going to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. I was <laughs> kind of disappointed with how much I liked it, how much I enjoyed it, just because I uh, like my feelings on Joaquin Phoenix and just, I don't know, I put it off for so long, too. I kind of like, hmm, maybe I should have watched it earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, did you want to mention the Gearbox thing that you made me watch? Yeah, <laughs> did you watch I the Gatebox Gatebox video? Uh... <laughs> that it's not the same no um, no but it is it's kind of a virtual it's this japanese virtual assistant with a holographic woman inside a tube who also can communicate through your smartphone hmm. and also in terms of being an assistant it's kind of a companion where she'll text you throughout the day say i missed you maybe you should come home early <laughs> like and man, i Oh, I, considering this movie and also this thing, I'm kind of like, this is sad. Like, this is for yeah. a sad person. 
And like, it's not, I mean, it's not hurting anyone. Like whenever I think about, you know, people like, I don't want to kink shame people. I'm like, this is fucking weird. The thing you're into. Like whenever I hear about something that I'm like, I don't get it, which is just, that's just part of it. And like, I can't help that, I guess, but I'm like, this is just strange to me. And like, sometimes like I wrote down a tweet earlier about furries and not really getting them <laughs> unless I'm like, Oh yeah, Lola bunny. Cause I'm kind of like, Oh yeah, he was a sexy, weird character. But I'm like, it makes me kind of understand stuff, but like, what is this need? Like, what are you missing in your life that you need like a fake thing to be like, I'm waiting for you at home. And like, yeah. Uh, and like you said, it's not the same as an AI. It doesn't really learn your habits. Maybe it learns your like schedule and stuff, but it doesn't learn or to evolve or develop on its own. It's just kind of a thing to say hi and be a thing to talk to. Kind of like a, what was it, smarter child on the old AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. It used to be these bots you could chat with. But uh, it's interesting you say that it doesn't hurt anyone because I found a Business oh, no. Insider article. <laughs> um, the, this is the title of this article is Japan's $2,700 answer to the Amazon Echo could make the country's sex crisis even worse. <laughs> I guess in Japan, um, uh, the first line of this uh, article by Ben Gilbert last year, Japan has a sex problem. Uh, the country's birth rate is in the negative where deaths out are outpacing births. And it just kind of goes on to talk about, you know, people developing relationships with AI, fictional things and AI. And rather than, uh, I think I know develop... why, why? It's because all the genitals are, bl- are blurred. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah. Some people get it. Some people don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also, <laughs> yeah, are they even there? Uh, they, we don't know. They might not be. No. <laughs> um, but I read that and I was kind of like, well, honestly, um, how's that possible? Not, like that seems like uh, I, I if deaths are outpacing births at this time, I we're the population is growing so fast. Is that a terrible thing for the like, world in general? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, maybe for like, the Japanese population, but, you know, yeah, overall, yeah. Really, we've got too many people as it is. Exactly, yeah. Like, like, if we're exponentially growing and our resources are not, like, if we hit a plateau, I'm not saying we need a plague or anything, but y'all know we're hoping, I'm hoping for a post-apocalyptic world at some sure. point. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Gatebox. I saw this a few years ago. I guess it's, like, five years old. I tried to see if I could buy one, but they only have them in Japanese because mm-hmm. um, it used to be on the Am- on a marketplace, but it's not on there anymore. I guess the you. Uh, uh, I mean, you could learn remember. the phrases. There probably aren't a ton of them. True. Uh, there is a. Can you change some the sort character of... or the voice? No, it's the same woman. Uh, yeah, and I guess there's a lot of hentai with her in it too. She has like a specific name. There's a few other characters that are in it, but I don't. I think she's like the main girl, because I I don't think there's a male one. Um, yeah, I mean that should be a thing. If this is like a product, you should be able to like have. If you're a fan of a show or something like an anime, yeah. you should have your favorite anime character. That could be your little waifu or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I guess I'm, I can't, there is some tech expo going on right now because there was some recent, recent videos I was watching and there's, they're making quote unquote US versions of it less companionship based. I guess they're putting them on like cruise ships as concierges. So you have one and it's less like the one that I showed you, it, it is like a hologram inside of it. And the, the ones at this expo were just like kind of tablets inside tubes to make it kind of look like it yeah and they also have like exercise coach ones coming out too the watered down versions but i couldn't find anyone uh closer to this one an american version (laughs) so it's kind of strictly a japan thing right now are you into that kind of thing like i'm guessing you're not but is that like i I think it's weird and sad. I think if I ever like met someone, I'd be like, I can't bring them back to my house with this thing in there. <laughs> no, yeah, that would definitely be weird. Especially there was one scene where like, she's they're watching TV together, which is such like a, a passive thing anyway. But like when you put the TV on, the little anime girl will like sit on a chair and watch with you. <laughs> so it's just, it's weird. but she can't watch the TV. She can't interact with it. So it's like. You know, I don't know. Yeah, man. But yeah, when I saw it the first time too, I was like, "That that is kind of sad." <laughs> I, I I don't get it. Yeah. But, but I mean, I overall, know. you know, it's if you're that's your thing, and I, it's fine, I guess. You know, it, uh, it it really isn't you know causing someone harm, you know, so to speak. Yeah. But like uh, Amy Adams said in her, she said, "Well, if I mean, if it makes you happy, you should." pursue happiness rather than you know conform to whatever someone else is telling you what should make you happy yeah so. uh I, what was i gonna say Shit. yeah I, that is as long as it's not hurting anyone yeah right as long as it's not hurting anyone just don't hurt yourself with it azuma hikari that is the girl inside of it mm. and she has pajamas and she'll yeah a lot of pictures of this it's actually kind of funny i've been watching i started watching the series it's an anime called plastic memories which is also kind of similar in a way it's about um did you know about the game um detroit become human yes yeah it's kind of like that um they're androids and humans living side by side um you can't in this anime you can't tell a lot of the time if they're androids um, they all have a shelf life of like a certain amount of hours. It's like eight thousand some or eight hundred thousand hours, which like ends up being about like nine years and four months. And it's about this team of uh, you know uh, they're like a, a pickup team. They kind of collect androids that are nearing their shelf life, or else they break and kind of go crazy. And it's depressing. humans and android teams kind of going to pick up these kind of breaking androids. <clears throat> and they've kind of been living as humans, you know, there are a lot of times, like, there are ones that are children. So there's, like, one that's a little girl who's, like, living with an older woman, like a human woman. And she's, this woman's been raising her as, like, her granddaughter. It is oh. really depressing, but I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it sounds like Monty Python. Bring out your dead. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Oh uh, yeah, it's such a bummer to watch, but um, it's very, it's kind of like Anohana in that kind of like, oh, this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me yeah. sad. 
but I'm invested in the, the characters. Yeah, all of you watch it at some point. It's good. Uh, but yeah, I it's, you know, it's like kind of this idea of like, oh, I'm going to fall in love with someone who has like a terminal illness kind of deal-ish. Uh-huh. You know, they all have like this kind of, you know, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is depressing. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some playthroughs of Detroit Become Human. I was interested in it. Not so much in the, like, I'm Robot Jesus storyline, but like, the other stuff. The, there's a lot of, like, forced imagery in this, like, I'm breaking the wall. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not subtle <laughs> at all. There's no subtle. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, interesting concept. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's it it's definitely like a a weird thing. I don't know the idea the idea of um kind of AI living as humans do. I and I can't really tell like where we are in the world. Like that's kind of like close to that. It's hard to say really. Yeah, but, we'll get there. like we're at like Roomba level. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. I mean, they've got, like, the shopping, uh, you know, the things in, like, grocery stores now that are, like, doing human jobs, not just self-checkout. Like, they've got the scanning robots. Have you seen those around? No. You've heard of I've them, I've seen, though. like, the... Yeah, I've heard of the, like, the warehouse ones. Yeah. I think there are ones somewhere. in, like, stores now, too. Man. Oh, that's terrifying. I don't want to walk down and get my pasta sauce next to R2-D2. Might be cool, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh. Yeah, maybe I do want that. I do. Yeah. I think I'd rather deal with that than a, a human being sometimes. <laughs> Truth, you yeah. Know? I mean, he's as sassy as R2-D2. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I use self-checkout. Hell yeah. I just like, I like my groceries organized the way I do it. That's right. I don't need five bags. I can do it in two. Yeah. No, no, you mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we ready to wrap up then? Yeah. All right. Well, tell us our, your thoughts on falling in love with robots uh, through Gmail, wholegdshow at gmail.com. We're at Twitter at wholegdshow. Get on our Facebook.com slash wholegdshow. Jeff's throwing some YouTube stuff on youtube.com slash wholegdshow. Um, I have a new computer and I will hopefully be putting stuff up on there soon as well. Um, Caleb Orion does our music. You can find him on Spotify, streaming services. Look him up. Uh, where can people find you, Jeff? I'm at Twitter, Instagram, at Rewrite to Show, doing art stuff and jokes and whatnot. Yeah. All right. And we'll catch you GD listeners in the next GD episode. Goodbye. Later.